Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the new edition of John Solomon Reports this Tuesday from, of course, Just the News, where in the house today we've got a big guest, the former governor of Texas, a former Air Force pilot, the former energy secretary, and yes, now the chairman of the Center for Energy Independence at the America First Policy Institute. Joining us is none other than Rick Perry. Yes, you know him. He has been an advocate for freedom for energy independence, for a secure border for a very long time, and what a lot of people say, a common sense straight talker in an era when so much combobulation occurs in Washington. He's going to be joining us for the whole show. We have a lot to talk about. Energy independence going to energy dependence under Joe Biden. We're going to be talking about innovation at the energy labs and how artificial intelligence is changing our electric grid. We're going to talk about that border. We're going to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about the 2020 election. And I want to talk about something that a lot of conservatives have been approaching me about in the last six months. The need for Republicans and conservatives, you ready for this, to have their own climate energy plan, something that's the alternative to the crazy Green New Deal, something that gives young people and those who care about the outdoors, myself included, I'm a big outdoorsman, I have a cabin, I spend most of my time on weekends outdoors whenever I can, something that they can grasp on that's a market-driven, free market, common sense, good for the environment, good for conservation. And listen, some of the greatest, this is one of the things that Republicans don't ever play their hand on, and it's a big mistake, because millennials, large numbers of millennials, large numbers of millennials, we're talking... 70, 60, 70, 80% of them are concerned about the environment. They are the future wave of voters. They're going to be the next generation of key voters already having an impact on the electorate now. Republicans have an extraordinary record to run on in conservation. And I'm talking 30, 40, 50 years ago. Why? One of the only treaties to have a profound effect on the climate was signed by and executed by none other than Ronald Reagan. You know why? Ronald Reagan gave us the Montreal Protocols, which helped create the end of ozone holes in our atmosphere. That's right. Ronald Reagan, the Climate Paris Treaty, the Japan Accords, all of those, they did not have nearly the impact that a conservative president's environmental solution had. And during the Trump presidency, the largest water and land conservation act in American history, something not rivaled by anything done, not even by Teddy Roosevelt in the 1900s 
passed on Donald Trump's watch, the conservation law that was passed in 2019-2020 under Donald Trump's watch. Again, the sort of thing that Republicans don't embrace, but they have a record that they can rely on and they need a message that we can protect the environment, we can address the climate, we can address conservation without destroying our economy, without raising your gas prices by a buck or two, without creating a supply chain crisis. They can do it through common sense approaches. One of them is nuclear energy. Another is good conservation. How about better fire prevention practices, better forest wildlife management so we don't have these massive fires that burned all year. And yes, the great environmental state of, uh, well, California, not that great, right? It talks a good game and hasn't executed a good game. It's got rolling brownouts, constant wildfires, and all it has is a bundle of excuses why the far left's climate policies don't work. There is a better approach in Republicans. It is this generation, it is this year, this next year, in which Republicans need to come up with a conservation plan, a conserving America plan. You heard Newt Gingrich say it. We've had lots of people on here. Peggy Grande, the former advisor to President Reagan. Lots of people are talking this way. It's time to take that talk and turn it into action. And we're going to ask Rick Perry about that today. A really potential big opportunity for all of us who care about the environment, whether we're Republican, Democrat, independent, journalists, business executives, environmentalists, all of us to come together and come up with common sense solutions that aren't extreme, that don't turn off people like the Green New Deal, but actually make measurable progress. We can get to a low carbon economy without destroying the natural gas reserves we have or without getting rid of cars. We can do it through much more common sense solutions like nuclear power, like efficiency, like conservation, like recycling, like planting trees, like better wildfire and forest management. All of those can be there. And here's another thing that we can all win on. How about we tie China's ability to access the American market, something it craves, it needs our cash and our customers, to their ability to meet climate goals that are closer to what we hit. They're building coal plants while we shut them down. We ought to get China to play on our turf and our roles and achieve, despite its hunger for energy, achieve our level of greenhouse gas emission reductions through common sense, natural gas, nuclear power, not coal. Not that I'm against coal, but I mean, we know it. it is a less efficient burning fuel compared to natural gas. All of those things can be part of a climate plan. And we're going to ask Rick Perry, the former governor of Texas, former energy secretary, about that in just a few minutes. Now, one thing I want to talk about, election integrity. That's something I've really worked on for the last year. We've told you what isn't true. We've confirmed what is true. We are constantly having impact. Our reporting is driving major revelations. Yesterday afternoon, I broke the story that a couple of Fulton County, Georgia election workers illegally destroyed voter ballots. They were fired. That led to the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. Yeah, the guy that once claimed that the Georgia election in 2020 was perfect. He's not there now. He now acknowledges it was imperfect, at least as it relates to Fulton County. He said he's investigating the destruction, and he asked the United States Justice Department, Merrick Garland, to investigate. Now, think about that. The Attorney General. Why is that almost humorous? Why is it ironic? You know why? Because two months ago, Merrick Garland was threatening any conservative state that did an audit of his election results. Hey, if you destroy any records, it could be a federal crime. 
while now there's evidence of destruction of records in Atlanta, in Fulton County, will the same Justice Department that threatened conservatives treat liberals the same way, treat a Democratic stronghold like Atlanta the same way? That's why Raffsenberger did it. It puts Merrick Garland to the test. Will he treat everybody under law equally, or is he going to make an excuse for Fulton County while continuing to threaten places like Phoenix and Maricopa County in Arizona. That's one big story. And then this morning, we gave you the definitive roadmap. More than a dozen interviews I've done in Wisconsin over the last few weeks. I was even out there last week. We have a roadmap to why the new Wisconsin election integrity investigation. You probably haven't heard a lot about this because we've all been focused on Arizona, a lot of chatter about should we do one and get one started in Pennsylvania, and there is one started, but Wisconsin's legislature named a special counsel, just like Robert Mueller. They named a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice. His name is Mike Gableman. He's in charge. He's got unbelievable ability to compel testimony documents. He has compulsory subpoena power. He can get the clerks in Green Bay and Milwaukee and Madison, Racine, Kenosha, who took all that Zuckerberg money to tell us what really happened. What did they do with it? What were the requirements? What influence did Zuckerberg's money have over the election? He has the ability to determine how many people unlawfully voted as invalids stuck at home, permanently unable to leave their home, just because of COVID, which the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled was an unconstitutional instruction from the Wisconsin Election Commission and the Dane and Milwaukee County election executives, he can come up with a sum total of all the Democratic organizing tactics and all of the COVID-related rule changes that benefited the Democratic Party and change the way elections work. Cast by ballots, counted, and adjudicated. That is an important role. No one who's been in the audit space thus far has had as much power as Mike Gableman. The question is, will he be able to deliver a credible investigation that answers the questions? I have the 10 questions. They're in the story on Just the News. Check it out. We've done a lot of interviews, a lot of talk, a lot of excitement among conservatives about Wisconsin, a lot of worry by Democrats who are shooting at Gableman day and night now, trying to stop him, embarrass him, trip him up deceive the Wisconsin public about what he's up to. All of that in the story I wrote today. Two big election stories, Georgia and, which we always have in our mind, Georgia, a little bit of Ray Charles in there, and Wisconsin, where I came from and spent eight years and was just out there last week. Important stuff. Now, also important, our interview with the one and only former Texas governor, former energy secretary, Rick Perry, coming up right after this commercial break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, a man who needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyways, the former governor of Texas, the former energy secretary, the current chairman at the America First Policy Institute for the Center for Energy Independence. Joining us right now is Rick Perry. Governor Perry, good to have you on the show. Thank you, John. It's an honor to be with you. And and, uh, you got to quite an intellectual group of people who listen to you across the country. So it's nice to uh, get to engage with them. This oh, morning. you're very kind. I'm so lucky. Wherever they might be when we listen. Yeah, it's a great group. I love, I love uh, interacting with them all the time. Listen, I never thought I'd live to say the day that in nine months, the United States went from being completely energy independent to backwards uh, to uh, codependence on places like the Middle East. How in God's name did Joe Biden pull that off in just nine months? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 the Keystone Cops. You 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 probably you're not old enough to remember the Keystone, Keystone <laughs> oh, Cops. Oh, I am. It was an old, uh, absolutely, um, you know, silent movie group of these cops that absolutely could do nothing right. They were just a, they, they were com- comedic, of course. Yeah. Uh, and and it was fun to watch in those days. It's not fun to watch today. And I thought about that, John, with with the Keystone Pipeline, and that was a source of energy for this country that was very important for. Our refineries are set up in America for heavy, sour crude. Think Venezuela. Think that Canadian uh, crude that was coming down to the Texas Gulf Coast that that could be used for refining here. And uh, they basically shut that down. And then they're looking around like, hey, what happened? What happened? Why is gasoline prices going through the roof? And it's kind of like, Mr. President, it's your policies. It's your, you know, crazy environmental uh, policies that you're putting into place. And at the same time, they open up the Nord Stream 2, Russia's pipeline, so that Russia, again, has a stranglehold on Europe. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up for a novel uh, of, of how the world gets out of kelter. But Joe Biden and his minions at the administration have done that. It's just it's stunning. President Trump, his administration, we delivered America to a point in time that we had not seen in 70 years to be a net exporter of energy. Amazing. And almost overnight, in nine months, in this short period of time, the Biden administration tried to stop drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. They tried to stop, you know, fossil fuels in the name of climate change, which they can't even agree on what that means. But You know, the fact is, AOC's chief of staff said it right, and some of the the, the folks over at the IPCC uh, said it when they stated this was never about global warming. It was about income redistribution. And, And Americans need to keep that in mind. Folks, that's what this is about. This is Marxist policies being put in place by this administration to redistribute income, to throttle the historic capitalism that has made America great and has literally saved millions of lives around the, the globe. Uh, I, I, I know Americans are smart. 
They've just got to be paying attention. And a year from now, I hope none of these lessons have been lost on the American electorate. It's, uh, yeah, it seems as though we're learning some painful ones. Like when we go to the pump, it's pretty painful to fill your car up with gas because it's a buck, buck 50 more than it was last year. It, it drives people nuts. And it didn't need to happen. It didn't it need didn't. to happen. That's the point. It didn't need no, to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're so right, sir. I want to go back to a question that I think I've been asking a lot of conservatives in the last six months, and that is, is you were one of the first to actually say, I have an alternative to the Green No Deal. Is it time for Republicans to more aggressively talk about that they do have a way of getting to a, a cleaner energy future that doesn't involve redistribution of wealth, doesn't involve ending uh, all uh, carbon fuels, but you know, relies on LNG, nuclear? Are you encouraging your fellow conservatives to jump into this? Yeah, absolutely. And we were headed that way. I we mean, were. when you think about where, where we were headed, American LNG was going into Europe. Uh, I think there was a real potential for us to uh, penetrate into the Indian market, into China with American LNG, obviously into, into Japan, which is a smaller population, but still very important. And also the nuclear side of things, small modular uh, reactors uh, in, in particular, uh, there's some great progress being made on fusion uh, reaction, American, uh, or excuse me, uh, General Atomics out in uh, right. uh, San Diego working on this. There's a couple of other California-based uh, uh, companies working on fusion energy. Uh, the Department of Energy was putting substantial dollars into to those efforts. I hope they still will continue to do that. Our 17 national labs, a number of them working on new technologies, uh, on battery storage and right. uh, listen, the, the 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 key is to have a mix. Uh, wind. Nobody created more wind energy in the nation than Texas did while I was governor. We were supporters of wind energy, but you can't just put all your eggs in one basket. Wind and solar by themselves, uh, they're they're a nice adjunct to have. They're a nice addition to have. They're a nice uh, uh, in addition to uh, the fossil fuels that we're so blessed to have. we got a hundred year supply of, of, of natural gas in this country. Boy, that's amazing. And this administration is trying to strangle it, to kill this baby in the crib, so to speak. So when you put American clean burning LNG in place globally, not just in the United States, but globally, then you start seeing a real impact on the emissions. Uh, that along with nuclear was the real key. And I don't see the the current administration talking about nuclear at all. No. Matter of fact, if you if they do talk about it, they talk about it in a negative way. And you are never going to be able to have a policy that l legitimately impacts the climate in a positive way until you include nuclear uh, in that. That's zero emissions. Uh, it is becoming walk away safe. Uh, you know they're. There are, are companies like uh, uh, NuScale uh, that have uh, small modular reactors that are just at that point of coming on, uh, starting to look at uh, ways to commercialize them. Uh, just some great, there's some, some great technology out there. And, uh, you know, you would, you, would, you would think that the Biden administration would be afraid of being called Luddites <laughs> because yeah. they're against this type of technology, but they are. I mean, if you think 
Listen, I grew up in a house that still had a windmill out beside it that, that spun around and created some electricity wow. for a carbide battery. I, I lived that far out in the country in Texas <laughs> in, in the early 1950s. We still had a carbide plant, and Amazing. we made full circle here. But there were a lot of days you didn't have any electricity. You didn't have any light when it got dark because the wind didn't blow. Yeah. So the, the key here is have a diverse portfolio use your liquefied natural gas which is clean burning use your your nuclear uh, technology that we have uh, created in this country have your uh, additional wind and solar when the sun's shining and the wind's blowing put those all together and and know that you're being wise about the climate with that mix and this administration i'm beginning to believe that that aoc's chief of staff uh, was correct, and, and it may have been a slip of the tongue, but it's really not about climate. It's about redistribution of wealth, and that's what they're interested in. When you look at this tax policy, when you look at this climate core that's going to cost $8 billion yeah. uh, to go put all of these kids all out across the country talking about climate change, that's not what this this is. This is a a re-education process by this administration. Um, I mean, I, I, I know Americans are smart. I just want them to be paying attention. This is what this administration is really doing. They're trying to change America and turn it into a Marxist country. It's uh, it is a remarkable moment in history, and all these sixty radicals that you know learned the Marxism way and were preaching and got rejected in the sixties, they're back in vogue, and they're the leaders. They have the flight stick of this plan right now. It's just stunning. Uh, I don't want to get off energy for one second. I want to ask about one other thing that you did. That's I think one of one of many great legacies at the Energy Department. You put an enormous um, emphasis on artificial intelligence and using that technology not only to improve the grid but to improve much of our life. Tell us how that's having an impact right now and where the battle with China is on that great technology race. Yeah. Well, when I came in uh, as Secretary of Energy March of 2017, I think America was like third in supercomputing capacity. Uh, we increased by 50 percent while we were there, the three years that we were there with resources flowing into the national labs, basically, because that's where these supercomputers reside. Uh, when I left, America was number one. Uh, we had the fastest, uh, super, matter of fact, four of the uh, 10 fastest supercomputers in the world were back in, in uh, the rightful place in, in the United States at our national labs. Wow. Oak Ridge National Lab had the fastest supercomputer in the world, the Aurora computer. Uh, and um, those were there to help in a, a massive Numbers way. As a matter of fact, we created an agency, not an agency, a new department, new office at DOE called Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office, and and that was to accelerate machine learning and AI-enabled capabilities through a basically a strategic portfolio, where, for instance, we could analyze the grid and and stop. The, the bad guys, if you will, from coming right. in and and then putting some uh, putting some bad things on our grid. Uh, we we uh, we gave the uh, the energy industry access to this. We brought them in to use their intelligence and in how 
to implement this AI, you know, using private and, and international partnerships. So, you know, the cybersecurity side of this was incredibly important. And um, it, it, it's still, I, I hope the current administration and, and the, uh, well, listen, the, the national labs are going to be there. Yep. Uh, regardless of who the president is, regardless of who the secretary of Incredible energy is. Jewels. And, and the, the, these are people who understand mission. They're focused on the mission. I had a great working relationship with them. We helped them get funding. I tried to stay out of their way and let them go do what they knew how to do. And they were incredibly successful. I hope that the uh, current uh, Secretary of Energy is wise enough to not get in the way of these <laughs> brilliant scientists and these uh, managers of these uh, these national labs. Uh, if I, I'll give her one piece of advice, it'll make you look good, Madam Secretary. Just let them go do what they do. Get out of the they way, are right? The best in the world, <laughs> absolutely. It is an amazing thing, and you really leverage them. I sat through many CPAC speeches as you gave, and I've seen you for many, many years. And the word that always comes to mind when I think of Rick Perry is freedom. You've been such an enormous advocate of freedom and liberty. You show that you can be free and still have an effective government. When you look at what's going on, we've got the border, we've got a cancel culture, we've got oh. vaccine mandates. How do Americans start the battle to reclaim this freedom that's been eroded from us over the last few years? Well, sometimes I think you have to get hit up aside the head before you, you really get attention. I mean, right? most Americans just want to be left alone. Yep. I mean, th th that's true. Most Americans are like, look, uh, keep us free, you know, defend our borders, um, deliver our mail, preferably on time and on Saturdays. Do some basic things and then leave us alone. This administration wants to get into every aspect of your life. The, the idea uh, that, you know, if you want to fly an airplane, I, I was an aviator back in one right. of my previous lives. You're sitting in the front of an aircraft with the door shut with a system that is highly efficient of being able to circulate the air. And they're telling these pilots, oh, you can't, you know, you can't uh, fly the aircraft if you don't get the vaccine. Um, this is a this is a I think a real pivotal time in our country's history. Uh, and listen, I'm a I'm a pro vaccine guy. I've been I've right. I've taken my vaccine. My wife is a uh, is, is a nurse and on the board of a major medical system. We are pro medicine. We're we're basically pro vaccine. But the idea that the president of the United States is mandating vaccines that is having a massive impact on our economy now in a negative way is just beyond me. So the, the, the point is we need to be having a conversation with America and saying, look, America, America is about freedom. And this administration is taking your freedoms away every day. When I look at that border oh, man. and I see the massive influx of people and we have no idea who they are we have no idea what their health status is i mean if you all you needed to know about this administration is that while they're mandating vaccines for pilots uh in in our airline industry they're allowing people to come into this country and not even testing them it's for crazy. their medical conditions the double system that yeah. tells you everything you need to know that these people aren't just Keystone cops and inept. There's a plan here, John. And the plan is if we can substantively change the way that America works, if we can redistribute income 
with our energy policies and other ways, tax policies, et cetera, we will see our nirvana come to life in America becoming a Marxist country. Well, I think Americans will stand up over the next year and say, not only no, but hell no, and we're going to punish you and punish you harshly as they should. Yeah, that's what that election about next year is going to be. And I think of Amen. one thing, your, your home state is the energy lab for freedom. You just see everything that's happened. Yesterday, there was the vaccine mandate pushback by Governor Abbott, uh, the things you've done on cancel culture, uh, filling in the void on the border when the government recedes from doing that responsibility. What can rest of America learn from Texas and, and what can Republicans take from the Texas plan and build into a new contract with America? Well, I, I think making sure that we choose men and women that do pray at the altar of freedom, if you will, that, that truly understand that the, the, the human spirit desires freedom in, in a lot of different ways. And this government uh, has gotten too big. It's gotten too intrusive. Uh, it has gotten too all-knowing. And when I talk about all-knowing, um, I'm, I'm talking about big uh, government and big corporate entities like big tech right. that is going in, taking your information, using it without their, your permission, and that's got to stop. Matter of fact, I read an interesting uh, Wall Street Journal article over the weekend. I think Frank McCourt, uh, former owner of the, oh, sure. uh, uh, of the Dodgers, wrote yeah. it. And he talked about, and I don't, even, I don't even know what his politics is, and it doesn't matter. I know what his philosophy is dealing with this issue. And he basically says, big tech taking your information and using it without your permission is just unacceptable. And so what's the next, um, what's the next platforms that we can go out and create, develop, uh, and not worry about that happening? For instance, he's talking about using blockchain computing. I happen to think that blockchain computing, you know, we hear a lot about it on the cryptocurrency side, yeah, and, right, and that's right. a whole other conversation that you can have with somebody. But I happen to think that blockchain computing may be the answer to our voting woes that we have in this country. If, 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 if I understand blockchain correctly, and I think I do, that this continu continuity of that information uh, is the way to guarantee integrity in our voting system so that you know who somebody is, you know that they're appropriately um, uh, voting, they, where they voted, when they voted, not how they voted, and keeping that information in a blockchain format may be the real answer on this voting side of things, and if it is, we can't get there fast enough. What a great idea. And a lot of people are beginning to talk that way. So this could be the start of something. Governor, I could spend all day talking to you. You are an amazing interview and you always bring a lot of knowledge to people who are seeking it. And it's just been an honor to have you on. I hope to get you on again soon. Let's do it. God bless you. And, uh, you know, I, again, I got great faith uh, in the, uh, the American citizens. I may not always agree with them politically and certainly they have it with me. But <laughs> I think we can agree that, that at our core, freedom yeah. is what America is all about. And we've got to do everything that we can. And everyone can participate in that, uh, whether it's, you know, being involved at your local level, making sure that these people that want to defund the police are pushed aside, the people that are trying to cram this CRT, this critical race theory, into our public schools. You know, God bless them for standing up for freedom and their rights. 
that's what America has always been about. And I'll suggest to you that's what we will continue to be about going into the future. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, you're one of the great defenders of freedom. That's one of the things I'm certain of. Great to have you on the show today, sir. Thank you, John. God bless you. Thank you. Long. You too. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Wow, what a great interview with Secretary Perry, Governor Perry, a person who always brings his A-game when it comes to policy to any interview. He has ideas, he has clear synthesis of what he sees as right and wrong in America. And you heard that two, two things that stuck with me. One, the blockchain thing, right? He is making an argument that we can solve a lot of the identity problems, a lot of the attempts to cheat in elections by using a form of blockchain encryption that was first made famous with cryptocurrency, but can be used in any form. A lot of people are talking that way. Some people are shooting at the idea, but I think that's one of the takeaways I took from the investigation. The man who brought artificial intelligence to preeminence at the energy department to better protect our grid is now arguing that we should use blockchain to make our election voting balloting systems more secure in America. Something to think about. That's why we have these interviews, why we do the podcast. The second thing he said is the Green New Deal. And by by the way, as we started this podcast talking about, he agrees Republicans and conservatives need their own climate change plan. That's essential. Common sense, not economy wrecking, not a mom and pop wallet wrecking, not Main Street business wrecking, but a common sense climate policy, a common sense environmental conservation policy that begins, as he said, with nuclear, with natural gas as a a remarkable historical bridge and historical advantage for America, a hundred years of natural gas supply that could stretch out to more with conservation. So you heard that, but he also said something else. You have to boil down the Green New Deal for what it is. It's not a climate plan, he argued. It is part of a larger Marxist redistribution of wealth plan that the Biden administration, the Democrats, and their far-left policies are trying to impose on America. You heard that from Rick Perry. That's his take. Two big takeaways, three big takeaways I, I took. You know, Absolutely blockchain, considering that as an identity prevention or identity theft prevention opportunity for voting, the need for conservatives to have a credible climate plan, environmental plan, a conservation plan, and to conserve America, and of course, what he just said about the Democrats and how to cast the Democrats. A lot of things that are talking about the environment or fairness and the equity system are just the opposite, according to Rick Perry. They're socialist Marxist ideas designed to redistribute wealth. Something to think about. 
why we have these great interviews. May God bless you. Thank you for listening today. And may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where any time of day, day or night, even on weekends, weeknights, we're there for you with breaking news, enterprise, big interviews. We hope you enjoy it. God bless you and good night. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. I think tomorrow we're going to be on the election kick even more with a great interview coming up with the former Ohio Secretary of State, Ken Blackwell. You won't want to miss that. A lot of interesting things. And here's the interesting thing. The former Ohio Secretary of State thinks the current Virginia governor or candidate, Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, may be onto a national model for rooting out voter fraud, voter mismanagement. You're going to want to hear that tomorrow. Big insights. If you haven't heard this story, tomorrow you're going to hear it on the show. Until then, have a good night. God bless. Talk to you tomorrow.